0: Jason Swain, touchdown.
1: It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan.
2: All you chumps are going to bow
1: when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give
2: and a red flag.
1: No baseball this this week, man. Thought we would be talking about Tennessee, possibly playing against Texas or ECU. That's not the case. Uh, heartbroken, tough. I think, you know, the guys have a lot to be proud of. Uh, certainly, not getting to the World Series is a huge disappointment after getting there last year. Several guys have opportunity to go um, to the next level. Uh, being a couple guys right now in the Major League. Combine. So, how do you think they're going to fare, man, between Ben Joyce and uh, Trey Lipscomb? They, they should fare fairly well. Uh, I'd,
0: I'd be surprised if if they didn't. Uh, Trey Lipscomb, a, a great athlete. Uh, ben Joyce, just an absolute specimen uh, in the weight room. And uh, people kind of think that he, he's only capable of, of throwing one inning at a time because of how hard he throws. But that's certainly not the case if – if Tennessee wanted to or if Ben Joyce can improve on his command, he's he's a guy that could pitch four, five, six innings at once uh, because of how just much of a freak that he is in the weight room, just constantly putting in a lot of work and uh, is really well conditioned. And, uh, again, he didn't pitch multiple innings more often because – he's not capable of it in terms of his body holding up he, he didn't pitch multiple innings at a time more often uh, because you didn't know what his command was going to look like from game to game so uh, just because those those two guys are are freaks when it comes to combine type of things I'd be surprised if they didn't do well and improve the draft
1: stock even more Bimmy key covers all things Tennessee athletics for for Volquest uh dot com uh Tony Bartello was was named Coach of the Year, and um, no surprise there, uh, as Tennessee was number one in the country for multiple multiple weeks. So uh, Tennessee got a big time co- commitment uh, from Kansas. You got a chance to talk to uh, Maui, and um, he's going to be a it's going to be a good one, man. I saw a couple of highlights from him playing shortstop. Um, yo, he's special. <laughs> yes he is uh he, he's
0: different he he is different he is an absolute unreal talent in the field you mentioned it a couple of clips from him that he has retweeted on his twitter account just uh, of him making sports center for some amazing plays in the in the field at short shortstop some diving plays uh to to both sides of him up the middle uh, in the hole uh, he's got a cannon for an arm. He he is just an unreal talent, and it, it's not just the glove. He he absolutely rakes at the plate, and he's excited to get here and chose Tennessee because of how he felt so comfortable with Tony Vitello and Tennessee's coaching staff, Josh Elander, uh, the the players as well said that he knew that Tony Vitello had his best interest at heart and would take good care of him and. Uh, that's why he felt comfortable coming to Tennessee and he can't wait to to get here and, and get to work and help Tennessee get back to Omaha. He said he was watching this past weekend and uh, felt sorry and, and sad for uh, the current players who are moving on and didn't get able to get back to Omaha. Also felt bad for the fans and uh, even he felt a sense of uh, disappointment because he committed Friday and then that was all weekend long. So he had kind of Jumped on the, the the boat there, the Tennessee boat of sorts, and and was disappointed that the the school he's going to go play for wasn't able to make it back to Omaha either. But he said he's going to kind of use that as fuel to the fire and use it as motivation to help Tennessee get back to Omaha, where he said it belongs next season. And and he's just going to be a an unreal talent to watch. I mean, he he is, yeah, he would have been one of the best players on this year's team, and this year's team had plenty of talent. Uh, that is for sure, and, and he is single-handedly worth the price of admission, uh, playing shortstop, the most important position on the field, and uh, what he can do with the bat and just just really athletic. Uh, so it, it'll be real fun to watch him play next season on Rocky Top.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. 865 uh, 25503 is our telephone number. Uh, the ground rules here is give us a call, and uh, I'll put you directly on hold, and we'll get you in to tell us who you are, where you call calling from, and uh, we we'll get your question, the comment in here. Um, I think the number one topic right now for for Tennessee fans is, is is Cardinal Tate, and he has he's went he's went radio silent, and I got several messages, text messages, DMs that from people that are, I guess, kind of conceding to the fact that he's not coming to Tennessee and he's going to Ohio State. And I don't think it's the right time to do that I mean I, I I think you're too early to be giving up and saying well he's not he's not he's not coming here here's why here's why you shouldn't be doing that and this uh, I think this is why you are doing it where you just kind of giving up hope and you think he's not coming here you're spoiled we're spoiled straight up spoiled What do I mean by that? The crystal ball, the future cast, it got you spoiled. It got us spoiled. Because what those things have done has allowed you to know where young man is going before he actually makes an announcement. We knew Vic Burley was not coming to Tennessee weeks ago. We knew he was going to Clemson. So when he went to Clemson, It was not a surprise. See today, you can't truly have your moment as a recruit. You can't. And the only way you can have your moment is to do what Cardinal Tate is doing right now. That's the only way you can have your moment is you have to stop talking to both schools leading up to your announcement. That's what you have to do. But we've become spoiled, man spoiled. We know before we supposed to know. And in this case, Colonel Tate, not talking to anybody. Ohio state thinks he's going to get him. Tennessee thinks he's going to get him. Last time he, he spoke, he was very complimentary of Tennessee at length. Ben. Do you feel like we are spoiled with following recruiting that we kind of know before he's supposed to know? And this is why I think people are kind of freaking out a little bit or giving up the fact that he may be coming here.
0: Well, certainly, I, I really do think that you are spot on with that analysis. Uh, I know people like to say that I just say whatever you say and you tell me what to say, but uh, <laughs> I genuinely uh, agree with what you are saying because, to be quite honest, like a peek behind the curtains, uh, as as somebody who deals with recruiting on a weekly basis and trying to, to figure out what's going on and communicating with the recruits and so on and so forth, like the crystal ball and, and the rivals forecast and I, I don't know what on three is, is calling theirs, but all of these predictions from on three, two, four, seven, and rivals, they are correct 95 to 97% of the time. They, they are spot on and typically, again, 95 97% of the time, a good indicator where a, a kid is going to go to school. And while that is the case, I do think Carnell is genuinely different than most recruits these days. In in terms of, uh, again, it's really easy to tell if you look at the predictions, or uh, it's real easy to to tell off of social media, and you can always follow the visits. That that's still a a big indicator. Um, but with Carnell, he is he he's a little bit more old school you you've told the story numerous times about how robert meacham i believe it was coach former who he told i don't know if he told an assistant and the assistant had to relay it to coach former but mm-hmm. told tennessee to to stop calling him stop mm-hmm. stop being worried about me uh and, and meacham said if 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 you call me again i'm i'm not coming to tennessee uh there, there's a little bit of Cardinal Tate in that not not that direct of a message or not that he's kind of tired of communicating with Tennessee, but very much old school in, in his approach to recruiting and and it's really hard to to get a read on him. He is radio silent a lot of the time and, and it really seems like he he wants to have his his own true, genuine moment. And and I think that's more of the reasoning of why this seems like such a weird situation more so than than anything else is like, yeah, we we are spoiled and we, we just are used to to looking at the uh predictions. But I, I do think Carnell is a little bit different. He may end up going to Ohio State. Uh that that may end up being the case, but uh I, I can genuinely, truly sit here and say that as of today, I, I have no idea where he's going. And most of the time you have a good feel for for where a recruit is going and Though, even those who are in the know more than I am, those, those who have been doing it a lot longer than I am, don't really know where he's going. And again, it, it, there's this feeling that he wants to have his moment. And, and if, if he wants to have his moment, that means being radio silent
1: and, and not letting these insiders be able to predict where he's going. Talking Carnell Tate here on the Swain event this evening, 865 Let's get to the phones and um, see who do we have this evening.
2: Hey, guys, it's Turkey
1: Man. Hey, Turkey Man, what's going on,
2: sir? Not uh, much, not much. I kind of look forward to you guys coming on Thursday night. Uh, we here. Yeah, yeah, We, I miss you in the mornings. So I swear I do. I, the other one, I haven't been able to follow you closely because it doesn't fall in my time frame that I can listen to much. But I, I, I try to check one again. I try to check one again. Hey, Ben. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few yes, questions baseball wise. Uh, first yes, of all, I sent I you both. Uh, if you ain't seen, of course, you said you've seen it, Ben, but at Netflix, uh, 42 is a really good movie. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, if you ain't it's seen one of both, my favorite movies ever, it's a good name. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the uh, coach, uh, pitching coach, you got. Uh, that got uh, uh, the three-game suspension, and he's got one more game to go. Will he have to do that opening game next year? Yep, Frank Anderson will have to sit
0: out opening day next year.
2: That's what I thought. Wasn't sure. Okay, now next question to you is is, uh, uh, the players leaving the team. That's not going to be back next year. Uh, who's who's the two
0: that you're really gonna miss interviewing? Ooh, that that is a great question. Evan Russell definitely in, in one of those two. He's a, a great dude, uh, a, a really genuine dude, and he, he gets great quotes. Uh, not afraid to 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 toe the line of of giving and board material, and it just stems from. From him being confident in himself and his teammates, so uh, he he was honestly the best interview on the team, and in, in my opinion, uh, because he gave you not only did did he keep it honest with you and, and have some confidence in himself, but he he gave really insightful answers as well uh, as a hitter and what he saw in in the pitcher or or even for him this year, him catching and what he saw in, in Tennessee's pitchers and what they were doing well, what they were doing wrong. Uh, so he he was awesome interview. Uh, and then, I'd probably say Luke Lipsius for a lot of those same same reasons. Uh, Trey Lipscomb, he he's a really nice guy. I enjoyed interviewing him. I know Swain and Josh had him on the show, and enjoyed that interview. Um, Gilbert, Gilbert wasn't as good of a quote as you would think that he is. He he <laughs> he, he wasn't as much the maniac in an interview, as you would think, as you see him in between the white lines. Now, he would give you a good quote every now and then. Uh, he had the quote after the the Vanderbilt series of of Tennessee stepping on Vanderbilt's throat and, and not letting off. That, that was a good one. Uh, and, and then Tony Vitello also said, uh, I think it was this past weekend or the weekend before. No, it was in Hoover at the SEC tournament where he cut – Drew off when Drew was asked about going 4-0 against Vanderbilt because Tony Vitello said that he gets nervous every time Drew Gilbert opens up his mouth. Uh, so Drew Drew would give good great comments from time to time, but the ones who gave it most consistently, which is what I'm looking for, given that I have to write a story, uh, were probably Evan Russell or Redmond Walsh was a really good one. Luke Lipschitz. Those three would probably be my favorites.
2: I got two more quick questions. I'm going to get out. Goodness gracious, I know three, man. one again. Well, I, I don't get to talk to him. I understand. Time, uh, you got to load it up for one
1: day. I get it. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I I, knew, I knew. Well, number 25, uh, what the position will he play? Will he be DH? Or will he play first base? Or what position will he f- play? The only thing I was going to ask you is, I know you was looking forward to going to the World Series, and I know it broke what you was going mm-hmm. to do. Why would you look? looking forward the most uh, by going and you really miss out not getting to see not you know not the team but you personally that you're wanting to take in personally as a fan i'll get out of here and let you go
1: thank you turkey man good to hear from you my friend number 25 is blake burke that's my guy right there so uh turkey man wants to know what position you see him playing um next year
2: uh,
1: first base
0: i to be honest with you i don't have a great feel for how he is defensively just because we Rarely saw him in the game at first base. In all honesty, I don't, I don't remember him playing first base <laughs> because when Luke Lipsius would lead the game, Jarrell Ortega would slide over and play first base. I, I don't know if if that's because they're, they're trying to increase Jarrell's value for the draft and and increase his versatility uh, because baseball teams love a, a player that can play multiple positions it's either that or probably the other one, which isn't a great uh, development. But if they're slide Jarrell Ortega over there instead of putting Blake Burke in at first, probably means that they're not too confident putting Blake Burke in defensively. So we'll have to monitor that. But he'll he'll DH or play first base. I just don't know how good defensively he is. And, and that could obviously dictate whether he plays in, in the field or not. And then the, the thing that I'll miss out on, it's honestly like – it's all team related um there there wasn't anything outside of baseball i know we had our our jokes about me having a a good time at the free concert that i walked out of from the restaurant last year with my backpack on i know we had a bunch of laughs about that but i mean outside of the baseball and and just the nostalgia of being at the at the college world series and tennessee being there, there there there's and I, I like traveling. I I don't fly enough to where it like bothers me at this point. So like, there's still a, a part of me that gets excited about traveling and flying and seeing new cities. So I mean, I, I'll miss out on that aspect of it. But honestly, the the thing that came to mind, Turkey man, when you asked me that question was the simple fact Tennessee winning a national championship. That's that's what I hate out. That's what I hate. I'm missing out on the most. I I haven't really got to experience that as somebody who has followed Tennessee all his life. I mean the. The, the most recent one was uh, Pat Summit and, and Candace Parker and, and those ladies winning the national championship. Uh, I mean, I was three years old when football won it, so like I, I don't recall watching that game, sitting down and watching it. I, I still remember where I was when Candace Parker and Pat Summit won the national championship. And, and aside from that, I haven't got to experience a Tennessee team winning one. So that that's what I'm bummed out about the most, is just the fact that Tennessee had such a great – great opportunity to win a national championship
1: and just unfortunately they played their their worst baseball at the worst time yeah for sure man some questions here about uh paul Skeens and uh tommy white uh i know we were talking about cardinal tape before turkey man Call, but man wanted to knock out these uh questions from the good folks and uh also Jeff morris asked if we we're going to watch the rest of the world series um i'm not planning on watching it man i'm i'm hurt. <laughs> i'm hurting over here so I, I don't plan on watching it you just never know uh you know if there's nothing else on tv it may turn to it but i'm not planning on watching it so uh give us an update on the transfers ben uh tommy white
0: i don't have nothing too new other than what i put on com over the weekend um so i guess it might be new news to some people but uh tennessee's in that one uh they, they think that he might come visit here at some point, which would be a, a huge, huge development if they do, in fact, get Tommy White, who, for those who do not know, he was a star freshman at NC State this past season, set the home run record for freshmen this past season. He, he is Blake Burke times two, and that's nothing against Blake Burke. And honestly, Blake Burke may be the better pro prospect, but in terms of freshman production, uh, Tommy White was like Blake Burke times two, and that would be an absolute coup. That that would be like Bryce Young entering <laughs> the portal after he won the Heisman and Bryce Young coming to Tennessee. I mean, that, that's essentially the type of player Tommy White and type of addition that would be. We'll see if he visits, but Tennessee thinks that he, he may come visit Tennessee. Paul Skeens, the Air Force transfer, he visited from Sunday to Tuesday, right? I mean, he was arriving at Tennessee season was ending, which is a little weird, but he had a really good visit. Sounds like he's going to take all five of his visits that he's allowed. So we'll end up seeing how that one plays out. And and then to Jennifer Morris's question about Omaha, uh, it's not going to be fun to watch, especially knowing that I should be there in person. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But if I'm at the house and I'm not doing anything, I'll, I'll turn it on and I'll pay attention. It'll, it'll probably be background Secondary noise as I pick up or or something like that. I will obviously keep up with the scores, but hey, I I love college baseball. Baseball is my my first love. It's what I grew up playing, and uh, SEC football may be my favorite uh, entertainment, if that makes sense. My my favorite thing to watch, but baseball is my favorite sport, and I've always loved college baseball. As Wayne knows, I'm glad that Tennessee's finally. In, in the middle of it and yep. making it even more enjoyable. So um, I've i watched the Cosmo series since I can remember, and this year won't be any different.
1: Good stuff by you, Ben. The conversation continues after we take our first break of the evening. So you, if you want to give us a call, 865-25503. You want to talk baseball, we could do that. Uh, Cardinal Tate, Tennessee football recruiting, we could do that. Uh, lots to get to. Uh, this evening, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. I am live here from the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee is in, he's outside of Knoxville, but close to Knoxville where he can drive into town. He's close. Stay with us. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Guys. If you notice a lack of energy, motivation and drive, it could be low T you know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored, self inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low-T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low-T Center,
3: reinventing men's healthcare.
4: Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't sell- Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. All
1: right, glad to be back with you this evening, Jason Swain, Ben McKee. Man, put yourself in a recruit shoes and. The announcement means everything to you. You really want to make your announcement. You're not going to talk to your top two, top three teams when it comes to making that decision. Does it suck for the fans? Yeah. Does it suck for the two teams or three teams that think they're going to get the player? Yeah, of course. But Ben, that's the only way it can be done. If a player truly wants to have their moment, this is the only way. Go radio silent. Don't talk to anyone. Don't give anyone any type of of indication of of where you're leaning. Because if you do, they'll ruin your moment. So I hope we get him. He's a phenomenal talent. If Tennessee does not get him, y'all do understand there's other receivers, right? There's other really good players. There's other players on the board. Obviously, Cardinal Tate's number one on the board. So you want the best guy that you have evaluated. But there's other guys on the board. And you keep recruiting him. You keep trying. It's the only thing you can do if you're Tennessee. And if he picks Tennessee, Ben, Ohio State's going to do the same thing. They'll go down the board. They'll keep trying. And if they succeed, then great. If they don't, then, then, then great, whatever. But i'm not I'm just not freaking out because I know what Tennessee has right now and what's in Tennessee's favor right now, and Tennessee can recruit with the best of them. I don't know if you saw this Ben, but have you seen the top receivers in the country like a like a list of the top receivers and kind of where they are committed? Not lately. So this was brought to my attention by by a friend of mine and your uh, friends um a few a few a few I don't know if they should feel lucky or I should feel lucky <laughs> but a few a few friends but like if you go and look at all the top receivers in the country just go Position rankings. And you just look at all the top receivers in the country. Like I'm doing right now. There's some new teams, buddy. There's some new teams next to these names. Number one, USC. Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman. Which I'm wondering, hey, uh, Cedric Tillman, what's going on there? He 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 actually uh, considered Tennessee. I, I talked to
0: Zachariah a couple of times. He's he's actually been one of my favorite recruits to talk to. His older brother was a five star in this past class and also committed to USC. Oh, well, so there it is. There it is. But like
1: I think it was USC. That sounds right. Well, there's some there's some new teams next along these these players' names. I'll give you an example. So Zachariah Branch, team next to him, USC. Cardinal Tate's number, he's number two ranked receiver uh, of what I'm looking at right here. And Ohio State is trending, right? Because people put their predictions in a long time ago and no one wants to change it because they don't know. <laughs> they, they they don't know because he just went radio solid. So the third rated receivers from American Heritage there in Fort Lauderdale. Ohio State USC is in for him. Another player from Texas, fourth rated player. He's there's there's nothing, there's not a team next to his name. Hakeem Williams, receiver from Florida as well. Four star. Miami. AM's next to his name. Jalen Brown, a receiver from Florida. Miami's next to his name. Jay Sean Cook. Nothing next to his name. No teams. DeAndre Moore is eighth rated receiver. Louisville was next to his name. And the next two, ninth and tenth rated receiver, Texas and the Oregon's next to his name. Ben, did you hear me say Alabama? Did you hear me say Georgia? Did you hear me say Clemson? No. Bro, landscape changing, man. Last game yes.
0: Now the one thing I would say is a lot of the, those three specific teams that you mentioned, they, they do their damage at signing day. So that, that would be the one That's the, yeah. asterisk I, I would put next to, to your comment. But uh, with, with Tennessee, a, a lot of top receivers are considering Tennessee that it, it hasn't necessarily paid off just yet. I mean, you had Kyler Casper, uh, who was strongly considering Tennessee a couple of months ago and, elected to go to Oregon and I I think if if Tennessee really wanted to land Kyler Casper they they could have but they felt good about Carnell Tate and they recognized that you can have all the receivers in the world but if you don't have guys in the trenches then it's not going to matter how many great receivers you have because you're not going to win football games because football games are won in the trenches so I think if Tennessee really, really wanted to have Carnell Tate, or not Carnell Tate, but Kyler Casper, they they could have. So I know he's one top receiver that it hasn't really worked out for Tennessee uh, just yet, but there's there's still some other big-time receiver targets that they're after. Obviously, uh, Carnell Tate is the, the name at the top of the list, but Aiden Mizell, he's another one who was just here and uh, really enjoyed his visit and said that Tennessee was tied with Florida after his official visit uh two weekends ago Cameron seldon he's a, a receiver from Virginia a, a four-star who he's kind of compared to, to Debo Samuel in the sense of uh you can use him as a gadget on the offensive side of the ball a running back or a receiver uh and and there's some other receivers that that Tennessee likes as well Malik Benson a Juco receiver from Hutchinson which last time I checked the uh, The last receiver to come from Hutchinson turned out to to work out pretty well at Tennessee, not saying that he's going to be Cordero Patterson. But uh, these these receivers, they they recognize that if they come to Tennessee, they're going to get a lot of footballs. And the guy throwing them the football is (laughs) arguably the the top-rated quarterback in the country. So Tennessee is a a very attractive place for receivers right now. And, again, I, I think anybody freaking out about Carnell Tate over at Crystal Ball right now, uh, is is jumping to conclusions. And I understand why you're jumping to conclusions in today's day and age of recruiting. But I, I am truly telling the good people who are listening that Carnell Tay is different than your average recruit nowadays. He wants to have his moment. He has been radio silent with just about everybody. And that that's done on purpose. So uh, he may end up going to Ohio State. But I I would not read in too much to anything right now, and I'd say the same thing if he got a crystal ball to Tennessee. I would say the same thing. He wants to have his moment. He's radio silent, so I I would not treat him like we we typically treat recruits nowadays.
1: Yeah, and I I respect him wanting to have his moment, like I do. I I, I Absolutely. was I was in his shoes. I I respect that, and um, you know my 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 point about bringing up all these receivers, Ben. It's like there's new schools in the mix for these receivers and top players because of a little change in college football. If y'all can put two and two together. Ain't I L and so yeah. USC Miami, I named multiple times with these top 10 receivers. And I know the damage can be done with Alabama and, and Georgia and Clemson later, but we have seen, we have seen, at this point of the offseason, man, we've seen Alabama and Clemson and Georgia get commitments from some of the top receivers and top players in the country. And we've seen them. We've seen them clean house in June. And we saw we've also seen them clean house later on in the year, closer to the signing day. Things are changing. The landscape is changing a little bit. Not saying that they won't recruit well and they won't get good players, but if Tennessee does not get Cardinals Tate, I ain't I'm not sure really tripping. No. And here's the other thing, Swain. Uh,
0: aside from the other receivers that Tennessee could go get, I trust Josh Heupel to go get good receivers and, and also develop them. I know that the actual receivers coach is a little wet behind the ears, and this is his first big boy job, and there's going to be growing pains with Kelsey Pope. But Josh Heupel's track record, says that he's going to have good, productive receivers. Uh, at UCF, that was the case. Missouri, that was the case. Wherever he's been in charge of an offense, that offense has had good receivers. And again, I know he's not the position coach, but how can you not also give Josh Heifel credit for what Cedric Tillman and Vela Jones turned into? And even the production that Javante Payton was able to have. So I, I also think that, Hypel himself deserves a little bit of grace uh and again we're not having this conversation because carnell tate is a thousand percent going to ohio state but just in in the case that he does like i i think hypo deserves grace because he continually year after year turns no-name receivers into nfl draft picks and receivers that are that are attractive in the transfer report. You just had the young man from UCF this off season that, that played for Hypel at UCF decide to go to Ole Miss and then play for Lane Kiffin. And like Lane Kiffin's offense is going to turn out good receivers as well. So that tells you all you need to know about that UCF receiver. So I think Hypel deserves some grace as well, even if he doesn't end up landing Carnell Tate.
1: Yeah. He don't need no grace, man. He's, he's doing a pretty good job recruiting right now. And, you know, I know Tennessee baseball loss, over the weekend, but sometimes we got to check our emotions a little bit and not not get over in uh, front of our skis a little, you know, a little bit with our emotions. Like, we got to put things in perspective. Like, yeah, most of the players that you go after, you're not going to get. <laughs> like, think about that. Most of the players you go after, you're not going to get. Tennessee is a program that tosses out a very wide net. Most of those players you – are not going to get. And most of those players you can't get. That doesn't mean there's not other really good players. So yeah, Cardinal taste ranked as the number one receiver by publication here, there, and whoever gets him will get a really good player, but there's no reason to, to, to freak out right now because he's going to
0: Tennessee. season in a great spot.
1: Yep. They are. They are in a great spot. So, um text box coy making says so good to get to tune in miss you guys, but very happy to see you both thrive. uh thriving excuse me I may never be another duo like you two go Vols. appreciate that coy in making and Volstorm says does Ben do work anymore now that baseball's over ben does it does it feel like you're not working as much anymore
0: well is is he asking? I think he's right because ass. right is he asking because I'm not on the radio anymore, or is he asking because baseball season ended well, because if he's asking because I'm not on the radio anymore i I have a a long list of of items that I can show him of of my work the last several months. I've been very busy no, I think he's but, asking that because
1: yeah. of baseball because when we you know we've been off the radio we've been off this show each morning for two months or so. And this is the first time Boston has that. So I don't think the in the last two months is baseball season is over.
0: Yeah, uh the, the, this week is has been pretty busy. But I, I can definitely tell it changed the last couple of days. Like it, it felt weird not doing a, a preview podcast for the weekend or uh an article on what Tony Vitello had to say preview on the weekend or the, the weekend preview that I did just with some facts about the, the weekend storylines to watch and, and whatnot. That feels weird that I don't have any of that to, to worry about, but uh, I, I haven't really had a ton of physical work, if that makes sense, uh, actual content, but it's been work trying to figure out what these transfers are, are doing and uh, Tennessee baseball going through some, some roster construction so trying to keep up with all of that has
1: has been fun and kept me busy you're always busy man ain't no question always uh, always busy always, always busy
0: although this this is my one month uh, that that's not that busy in terms of work schedule i i know that i'm obviously about to have a baby next next month here in a couple weeks but you have you know, work-wise this, this uh, yes, I am about to have a baby. Well, my you wife won't. is gonna have a baby. But
1: <laughs> thanks,
0: Captain Literal.
1: Well, I, I did that to you because people used to always do that to me when uh my wife—the first person that's done that to me this whole time. Yeah, my my wife was pregnant uh with our three kids, and like I would say the same thing. People would be like, "You about to have a baby? Really? <laughs> really? I didn't know you could have a baby." It's like, "No, you know what I'm talking about. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up!" Uh, Chip Arms Ball says, why are we getting the, getting the solid treatment? Talking about Cardinal Tate. Uh, because he wants to have his moment. And Ohio State's getting this, the solid treatment. Tennessee is getting the solid treatment. So that's why. And that's the only way you can really have your moment and preserve your commitment and have the element of surprise is by not talking to anybody. Because what happens is, the moment you do the right thing, Let's say I'm a recruit, and I'm going to announce Thursday, June the 16th at 10 p.m., and at 9.30, I do the right thing, and I call the school that I'm not going to, and I say, hey, coach, I just wanted to let you know, man, I appreciate the relationship, all the time we spent together. I just feel like it's the right thing to do is to call you myself like a man, be responsible, and let you know that I'm not coming to your school. The moment the phone hangs up, that coach or somebody from that school recruiting office is going to tell a recruiting service, we didn't get them. And then at that moment, somebody is going to put in a crystal ball or a forecast pointing to that player going to the other school with 30 minutes left or 15 minutes left. Why? Because they want to be right. It looks good on their prediction percentage. And at that point, it's it looks a little weak to me. You should have predicted this a month ago, two weeks ago. It's very weak. Three weeks ago, but it's also.
0: So that's what happened. What I was going to say, Swain, it's also weak sauce on the school as well. Exactly. The the, the coaches that, that are being petty. For example, uh, a prominent five-star basketball player that picked Tennessee a couple, couple of weeks ago, a.k.a. Julian Phillips, picked Tennessee over Auburn. And there were these NIL rumors about what Julian Phillips got from Tennessee that were completely false – because the school that he picked Tennessee over was salty, that he didn't want to come to that school because he trusted uh, Tennessee's development under Rick Barnes more. And, and that was the, the reason that he picked Tennessee, uh, because the, the NIL offerings were pretty equal. And because the NIL offerings were pretty equal, it, it, it came down to a basketball decision after that. And he trusted Rick Barnes' development more than uh, the the other school where the, the former head coach coaches. And, and there's a reason that false NIL rumors and storylines started to come out about Julian Phillips got this much money. And it, and it was completely false because the school that he picked Tennessee over was salty about it.
1: Yep. Yep, that happens.
0: That happens all the time. Uh, a school in, in the SEC West that, that some fans still – Adore and love uh, that that particular head coach loves to do it. It, it happens just as much as the the recruiting sites as well. The, where and that's honestly where it comes from the most is coaches who are upset with a player not picking them. Then they feel the need to to run and tell a, a media member this and that and the, the inside secrets to to that particular player. That's where a lot of it stems from.
1: Hey, and you have media members like Dan Rovell. That I don't know where he got his information from, but came out and made it seem like Tennessee definitely just dropped the bag off on uh, Acuna to get to to get him to Ahuna to get him to come to Tennessee. That's the reason why he came. It wasn't because the development at Tennessee. So now with the Nico talk a couple months ago. Now, anytime Tennessee gets someone good, it automatically goes to NIL. Well, that's that's the reason why they got him. So, to answer you, the question um, again, from Chimp Arm Balls, why are we getting a solid treatment? Because the young man wants to preserve his announcement, and Ohio State's getting a solid treatment too. So i'm not really worried or concerned but if he doesn't come here then next that's the way it works there's a lot that tennessee can offer right now a lot that tennessee can sell so we good we good don't you agree ben
0: yes tennessee will be perfectly fine but (laughs) but again I know this sounds like a conversation, as if Carnell Tate is not coming. But that's not true. Yeah, um, do well, you don't know. He, he, yes, yes. Just don't don't jump to conclusions in this particular recruitment. In ninety-eight percent of recruitments, it's okay to jump to conclusions because typically those conclusions, whether it be social media or predictions or or whatnot, are are absolutely true. But in this one, it, it is the polar opposite.
1: For sure. For sure. 865 25503 We'll take a time out and uh, we'll come back on the other side of these messages. Stay with us. Swain event. Fuel by that in barbecue.
4: Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it. And I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865 257 7897 or email me at morris 865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon and go, Vols.
3: Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: Fellas. Do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health making it quick and easy even verifying your insurance go to low now to book your online appointment low center reinventing men's health care the
4: conversation doesn't stop when the show is over follow the swain event on twitter and like this show on facebook
1: All right, let's get to the phone. Spring in Vol Storm. Vol Storm, good evening, sir. Yes, I deserve to die. I hope I burn in hell. That is definitely Samuel Jackson right there. That's a classic. That's right. That's right. That's a classic, man. Hey, I missed uh, you, Vol Storm. Like I, I missed you, too. I feel like I went talked I've to you on Thursday.
4: I, I I've been busy. I, thank goodness for Thursdays. It's the only time I'd be able to get on a show.
1: Well, it's good to hear from you, man. And I'm glad you're busy. That means you're probably making a little bit of money. <laughs> Trying to. Only problem is uh, you make it and then you spend it. Hey, you ain't not lie about that one. Especially if you if you leave the house and go anywhere. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, guys, are we are we really more worried about Carnell Tate than we are getting some defensive prospects in here? I'm a listen. I'm a receiver at heart, and I want to see more defensive prospects. I want to see more offensive line prospects. To be honest,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and and it's not that. It's just Carnell Tate is the the hot topic right now. He, he's a five star and uh, plays a, a sexy <laughs> position, so uh, he he's the the topic of of conversation. But if you want to talk about Big Francis, uh, we can talk about Big Francis and uh, Francis the, the big. Five-star offensive lineman. Francis who? His first, first name man. is Big, last name Francis. The five-star offensive lineman from IMG Academy. I thought his last who, name started with an M. was really liking the balls. I thought
2: his How last name starts,
1: starts with an M, though. Yeah. And,
0: and y'all can't even American figure Samoa out if you can call.
1: Uh, hey, y'all can't even figure out if you can call uh, McCoy Bruh or not.
0: That's Wayne's fault.
1: I ain't been up there. I ain't talked to him.
0: You you yeah, have Mr. that Bob, type of power. You must figure this out. I've been covering baseball. Poor Ben, he's got nothing to contribute now.
1: Nope.
0: Uh, he's portal nuggets, baby.
1: I am disappointed we haven't been able to I'm... get clearance on Colin bro yet.
0: That, that's your fault. He's probably going to wear your number. He's playing the receiver that you played at the same school. You can go up there and hold court anytime you want to. Like th- this is your fault. I'm booked.
2: Well, well, hey, this is how I look at. it. If he's going to go up there playing your position, wearing your
1: number, if we want to call him Bra, we're going to call him Bra.
2: No, I, I'm
1: a, I'm a I don't call, need permission. <laughs> I'm going to call him what he wants to be called. But I do, I do, I would do love to meet him though. I, I will say that. Um, and those guys, they have so many different schedules with class and things like that. I know workouts are workouts, but uh, I, I'll catch up with him at some point. Hey, Monday through Friday at 12 to 3, you can call him whatever you want to. On this show, we're calling him Bruh. Bruh. Bruh McCoy. All right, deal.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: guys, before I go, it's nice to see uh, Ben has even less to contribute with only uh, one day a week. See you, man! <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pretty good pretty he's good. not wrong pretty good pretty good yeah man i was um i was in Gatlinburg. we had a au tournament and the game started at uh what time the game start baseball game what started at one which baseball game the last one being our, I didn't
0: know if you're talking about game one, game two, our, or
1: game three. Yeah, our, our last one, our last game, Sunday. Was that at one o'clock? One o'clock. Yeah, yes. So I think we had a game. I think our game started at like one or twelve forty or something like that. And the moment the game was over, uh, I checked the score. It was like the fifth fifth inning, and the score was three one. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. They don't. I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't think three one is going to be enough for us to win this. I feel a little uncomfortable. And then before you know it they they hit a couple home runs and it it was it was game, but um that hurt. That hurt a lot. I I was just expecting to go to Omaha. I was expecting to roll in to my, to the, to my wifey's office when she's working and go hey uh, i am thinking about going to omaha what you think like i was really considering (laughs) going to omaha and and kicking it with you ben um but hey next year because this tennessee team will be right back in the hunt and be competing for another championship so that's why i'm not really i mean i'm down i'm sad about it but i know we're not going anywhere it's like being a georgia fan like when georgia lost to alabama a couple years ago like i'm sure they were Bama fans, I mean, uh, Georgia fans was kind of sad. But, like, if I was a Georgia fan, which ugh, sounds like a nightmare, but, like, if I was a Georgia fan after Georgia lost to Alabama, I would still feel encouraged because I would be like, yo, Kirby's knocking on the door. He's going to get there. He's going to win one. And that's how I feel about Botello. Like, he's knocking on the door. The talent that he's bringing in, the development that we are seeing, I'm pretty confident that he's going to get, get one. So, it's just, when? When is he going to get it?
0: Yeah. Well, then, this year stinks and stings uh, because it, it felt like the Brent Admiral year. Like, you were so mm. close to to the players on the team that, that it makes it hurt even more. Uh, and, like, it, it's going to be a a new version of the program now. The The players who helped build this two-year run are essentially no longer here. Drew Gilbert, Jordan Beck, Jake Rucker, Connor Pavolone, Luke, Redman, Evan, Ooh. Ortega, Lipscomb, Liam Spence, uh, Max Ferguson, Sean Hunley, Ben Joyce. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Like all of those core players who helped make Tennessee baseball what it is right now, which is a dominant powerhouse, they're gone. So I mean that that was kind of like the the last run at it with those group of guys that not only did they help build the program into what it is now but the fans fell so in love with I mean the amount of nil shirts I I never would have dreamed that there, there obviously nil seemed like a foreign concept five years ago um, but uh, aside from being able to sell players t-shirts and, and dreaming of how many t-shirts would be sold and and how many different players would be available and I mean they had Charlie Taylor shirts available (laughs) at the stadium to buy and I saw Charlie Taylor shirts in the stands Blake Burke shirts and Ortega Lawson so on and so forth every single player was represented in the stands obviously some more than others Gilbert Honcho Evan but I, I never dreamed that because of where Tennessee baseball was and not saying that it's the fans fault when I say this but I never would have thought Tennessee fans knew as many players <laughs> as they had T-shirts being sold this year. So just the – again, it, it felt like the Grant Admiral year when they lost in the Sweet 16 to Purdue. Um, it, it just kind of – you came up short against a, a good team that was better than you on, on that particular day. And it, it, it just added extra salt to the wound because you you loved all the players and characters on these teams, and those characters are gone now.
1: Check this out, man. So before the game, the finals, game six, I was about to take Golden State plus four and a prop bet that Draymond Green is going to hit a three. Well, a better on points bet USA bet $5,000 that Draymond Green would hit a three. Draymond, you? No, I didn't. I don't got that type of money to be betting, but Draymond was 22 for 88 from three the entire season, 25%. And Draymond just hit a three. So that better just won $9,500. That's Draymond's first three of the series. How about that? What's the score? Uh, Gold State just hit three threes in a row. They were down three. Now they're up six. It's at commercial break right now. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Draymond hit one, then Steph hit one, and then Jordan Poole hit one. Like, back to back to back. So, I was just... feeling
0: good about my Celtics in six prediction, and after game three, I, I do not feel good about it anymore whatsoever.
1: Yeah, uh, 27-22 is the score at the end of the first quarter. Hey, wh- who did I pick? The Warriors. Oh, okay. Oh. <sighs>
0: It, it ain't not over, over yet. yet. It ain't it's, over yet. You're right. It's it's not over yet. Uh, and I I will be honest, i found myself rooting for the Warriors this series. I cannot root for Boston sports teams. I'm sorry, Grant Williams. Uh, and, again, I said this two weeks ago, and I know a lot of people don't care about the NBA, but the the Celtics team is actually likable. Like, I like the characters on that team. Brown, Tatum, Orford, even though he's a Gator. Grant, obviously. Um Who's the, uh, Marcus Smart? I like Marcus Smart. Like I like all those players. I like the coach, but the city of Boston—just me hating the Red Sox and growing up hating the Patriots because of Peyton. Like I just and their their fans already suck as is. Like they, they are terrible <laughs> fans. On, on top of the Patriots, on top of the Red Sox, I I cannot bring myself to root for the Celtics. I I just can't. I I'm, I I understand. I, I want all those fans. They're Celtics fans, but ninety nine percent of them are probably also Red Sox and Patriots fans. So I want oh, them. Hey. I want those Patriot and Red Sox
1: fans to be miserable. They're definitely Red Sox fans. I can promise you that. But they salty right now because Yankees have the best record in the major leagues right now, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That that is true.
1: That is in fact true. That's
0: what I'm watching right now: the Yankees and Rays. One one in the ninth inning. I know you you, you care so much. Been a been a fun season so far for the Yankees. I I uh I had the best team in college baseball, the best team in the major leagues there for a minute. And uh, the the fact that Tennessee blew it before it could reach the the championship stage makes me scared for my my Yankees as well. Judge hit was his
1: twenty fifth home run uh, yesterday. Yeah, last night. Mm hmm. He is about to get hey. I be hey. I be I be paying attention, Ben. I Don't be saying anything, but okay. I will be paying attention. I I love it. I love how invested you've
0: become in, in baseball all, 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 all of a sudden.
1: I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that. I pay attention. Unlike how I would be doing this weekend during the College World Series because I ain't watching. I it's, it's
0: so annoying,
1: so annoying that
0: Tennessee was the best team in the SEC this year, dominated the SEC My from season. start, to finish outside of one weekend yep. against Kentucky. And four of the eight teams in Omaha are from the SEC. And Tennessee's not one of
1: them. Yeah. And two and the other two teams will be in the SEC here in another couple of months. Yes. Yes. Just, <sighs> like
0: that that's 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 when the the real Tennessee fan in me comes out and, and wants to bring up the Tennessee luck. And it's—I mean—that couldn't have been more obvious this weekend. Notre Dame hit seven home runs on the weekend. They they hit the fewest home runs in the ACC this season, and part of that is because they play up north. It's hard
1: to hit in colder weather. They play their stadium isn't. They didn't play a bunch of games either. They had like twelve less games than us, too, right? Yes, because their
0: games kept getting canceled due to weather. They, They play in miserably cold weather. Their stadium's not hitter-friendly, so that's part of the reason they hit the fewest home runs uh, in the ACC this season. But still, they hit the fewest home runs in the ACC, and then they come to Knoxville, and they can't quit hitting home runs against the best pitching staff in the country. The guy that essentially wins the game for Notre Dame, the one that tied it, the two-run shot, he hits one home run in 137 at-bats all year long. Link Jarrett is talking about how Tennessee's power – a bit of it is because of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And then his guy comes in and only hits a two-run home run because he's in Lindsey Nelson Stadium to tie the game. And that essentially won them the game. Just so annoying. Just absolutely so annoying. They they were making every diving catch possible. Robbing Tennessee hit after hit after hit. Just ugh. And then Tennessee had to play its worst baseball. Tennessee luck, baby. You got to love it. Warriors up
1: by 10. Blouses. Nah, man. Ten points is like three shots in the NBA. It's nothing. More like two shots, it seems like, in the NBA. You never know if I have a four-point play or something. But um, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. The and event is, though. That was quick. That's what she said. I'm sure she did, man. But hey, you got a you got a baby coming out of it. 865-255-03 is always a number here to the Swain event. Ben, I just want to let you know, man. Congratulations on uh just a f- phenomenal year covering baseball. Uh, you become, I think, Tennessee fans' most trusted source. So just keep it going, man. Uh, don't suck. Okay. Just continue to be great. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I, I
0: appreciate the, the kind words, and uh, I, I will say for everybody who reached out on social media last Sunday and Monday after the season ended and uh, wished me well with the baby and thanked me for everything that I did with baseball, uh, feels weird getting that type of recognition because I'm just a guy covering the team, but uh, baseball <laughs> is my favorite sport, and uh, I hope that was evident in my coverage that that's kind of my, my one goal is to show everybody how passionate I am about the sport of baseball. And I'd like to think that that shined through, but for everybody who reached out and uh, shared some kind words to me, uh, it really meant a lot. And I really do appreciate it and including you Swain. Thank you. And thanks for having me on your show every Monday.
1: Oh yeah, man. For for sure, man. And uh, you're going to be on there next week. That's the plan. More than just a segment. So Let's, let's make it happen. We'll give people details on, on what day and how many days as we figure that stuff out. But, man, uh, it's time to get you on a whole lot more, my friends. So uh, thank y'all for, for joining us this evening. Swain Event, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. For the great Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. And I uh, hope y'all have a phenomenal, phenomenal evening. And before you go, yo, it is so freaking hot outside. You know it's hot. You you know it's hot outside, or or ridiculously hot outside.
0: When you wait until the sun goes down to take your dog outside,
1: it's still eighty-four degrees right now. It's nine forty-three. So if you need to upgrade your essential home systems, you can do that with Hiller. I got an appointment with Hiller myself uh, to make sure that my AC is where it needs to be because it is hot right now so if you need to upgrade your central home systems do that with Hiller, and you can do that with a new hvac system if you need to get a replacement zero interest for 60 months with that also tankless water heaters you can pay for that with zero interest for 12 months new whole home generator There's zero interest for 12 months as well so if you need a new system don't wait take advantage of Hiller's financing offers right now help you stay comfortable and cool all summer it's going to be a scorcher this summer you can handle the payments later guys visit happyhiller.com for all the details and you know their motto happy you'll be or the service is free for ben mckee i'm jason swain hope you have a great evening thank you for making the swain event part of your day today peace and love we are out